Thank you for downloading uh, Tire Tracks Podcast. I am uh, Joshua Boyd. I am from the mountains of western North Carolina and born and raised outside of Asheville, North Carolina. is kind of our closest city and grew up in a farming family. Recently had made a post on Facebook through a WordPress blog site to kind of gauge interest for people that might be interested in a blog or a podcast specifically surrounding uh, farming history, tractor history, and just general Appalachian uh, culture and history preservation surrounding that. And so I had a pretty uh, significant response. I was very pleased with the amount of folks that had read the post and people that had liked it and commented on the post on the blog post on Facebook. And I had mentioned in that blog post my interest with possibly setting up a podcast to talk about those things. So I had gotten some pretty good feedback and was interested in going ahead and doing the podcast because uh, my, I guess my day-to-day life is I'm a full-time pastor in the area and talking is kind of part of what, uh, what I do for a living. So uh, I wanted to kind of bridge that gap with something that could be a little bit of a stress reliever, but also something that could be uh, something to help preserve that Appalachian culture uh, surrounding farming uh, and talking about tractor history, talking about farming history, telling some stories. I already had some folks that were interested in possibly coming on to the podcast and, and just chatting about uh, their farm history, their tractor history, and just wanted to start with an introduction. So introducing myself, like I said, uh, my name is Josh Boyd. I live in Western North Carolina, and my family uh, is a farming family. Certainly seven generations back, I can trace my family's farming history. Uh, my, I guess it would be my seventh great-grandfather. Uh, he moved to North Carolina from Scotland, and uh, he was found here in Western North Carolina in 1790. And he bought uh, about 50 acres and started farming. And so that, at least that part of my family, has been farming here since 1790 in Western North Carolina. And I think uh, six out of seven of those uh, ancestors in that that line of my family for sure were, were farmers. And, uh, you know, of course, back in history as well, uh, if even people that weren't farmers maybe had different trades, they certainly still kept a garden, kept animals, uh, lived certainly a different life than what we see today. So kind of the, the inspiration for me doing this was prior to being a pastor, I was a, uh, by trade, I was tra- in training uh, a, to be a diesel mechanic. And uh, my family, as well as being in the farming business, actually so they could farm, uh, they were truck drivers. And the trucking industry, which is something we, we may chat about at some point in time on this podcast, the trucking industry uh, really kind of saw a, a downturn uh, about the time that I was getting out of uh, the out of college and, and kind of, or out of high school, excuse me, um, starting to see a pretty large downturn as far as the freight business is, uh, you know, local freight and stuff that my family was in. Uh, my great-grandfather, he worked many years uh, for a company called Carolina Freight out of Cherryville, North Carolina. 
and he worked for them for many years. He ended up retiring uh, with a trucking company called ABF Freight that purchased Carolina Freight. And uh, he worked uh, usually midnight to noon and would come home, uh, eat lunch, and then go work tobacco or, or feed the cattle or, or you know whatever farming task he had. His job allowed him to uh, work uh, full-time <laughs> as a farmer. And so that was kind of the story of the business and the family business. My dad and my uncle both into, into trucking as well as doing the farm uh, at, here at our house uh, and over at my great-grandfather's home. And they owned another farm in the area. So uh, multiple different little places that they kept uh, tobacco and cattle and stuff. And, and so they all kind of drove trucks in the freight business and then farmed after, after that. And so for me, that was kind of the direction I was going, but the trucking, specifically freight trucking industry, had changed tremendously by the time I was starting to get out of high school, and I ended up uh, deciding that I wanted to be a diesel mechanic because I've always enjoyed working on things. And uh, we'll kind of come back to that in a minute because that brings in my tractor history and, and my uh, desire to restore farm equipment. So um, anyway, I looked into uh, being a diesel mechanic and went to a local community college to uh, trade school as far as learning to be a diesel mechanic. And uh, it was a, a wonderful opportunity for me uh, to get to, to go and do that. And uh, went out and learned how to, how to work on equipment and, and uh, did my formal training and got my uh, diploma in, in diesel and heavy equipment. Also did some automotive training, uh, regular automotive training, as well as worked in a paint and body shop. Um, so my life was kind of dead set on being a mechanic. And uh, life kind of happened and ended up uh, as a pastor and didn't really click with the, uh, the mechanic life style as far as hours and time when I was just starting out. So I ended up working at a bank, and I worked for a bank for close. Uh, I was climbing up on a decade, uh, working at a bank, and here I am now. I'm a pastor, and really trying to push in my life as far as on the side, uh, tractor and farm equipment restoration as a as a uh, kind of a hobby, and then as well as uh, working and learning and growing on our farm here in North Carolina. So what that kind of brings out for me is when I was a kid, my grand, grandparents, they uh, raised uh, quite a bit of tobacco here in uh, Western North Carolina. Tobacco was huge, uh, especially, you know, for mountain areas like where we live. Conventional crops, because of weather and because of uh, atmosphere and, and elevation, uh, conventional crops were not always feasible, but burly tobacco was uh, something that was was feasible here. And so my great my grandparents, uh, great grandparents, really on both sides of my family, both my great grandfathers were full time farmers uh, by trade. Um, two or two of my great grandfathers were full time farmers by trade. Uh, the really you know really ingrained in my family. And my grandparents, when I was growing up, probably till I was 10, 11 years old, uh, raised tobacco. Uh, my grandfather, he kept about 20 to 25 head of cattle uh, when I was a kid. And so I got to be around that a little bit. And then the most consistent thing was always, you know, vegetables, raising vegetables and raising crop, uh, crops such as corn, to potatoes, um, tomatoes, you know, your conventional, uh, you know, market garden or or uh, just you know specific family use garden uh, was always something that that we did growing up and uh, I'll tell you my grandparents always believed in a big garden so we got a lot of practice in that 
as well as uh, putting up quite a bit of hay every year. Uh, after we, uh, my grandfather got sick, he sold all the cattle, and uh, he just continued to raise hay on into his retirement, kind of taking a break, getting away, of course, from the tobacco and the hay, and um, or tobacco and the cattle, and the the hay was kind of the main focus. So I spent uh, most of my summers, all well, all of my summers helping my grandfather, my grandmother, me and my brother, and every summer for sure from the time I was about 13 years old until uh, I graduated high school and started a full-time job I spent every summer for sure helping my grandfather in the hay and the garden and stuff so uh, very blessed to grow up like that any of you that grew up with uh, you know with family uh, working in in whatever type of of uh, industry as far as inside of whatever crop you were growing or or if you were raising pork or or beef or uh even into other areas of agriculture such as logging and stuff there's just something about growing up like that um especially for the you know the farm the garden the animals the uh the you know crops and stuff that that is is just a it's a special way to grow up and so if you if you grew up like that you know what i'm talking about uh, if you are getting, if you've gotten into agriculture, uh, whether it's you know homestead type agriculture or mm-hmm. you're trying, you know you are farming for a part-time job or a full-time job, uh, you know that uh, there's something special about it. And if you didn't grow up that way, you're developing that for your family and your children uh, to be able to grow up there. I, and I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was talking about growing up farming with his grandparents, and he said, you know, he wished everybody could grow up and have the childhood he did. There's just something special about it, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. Um, tractors specifically, that's what this podcast is about, is talking about farm equipment, classic farm equipment. Uh, talking about tractors and thinking about tractors. I mean, growing up, that was the, um, you know, that was the kind of the epitome of joy for me was getting on a tractor. And, uh, you know, seeing my grandfather, watching my grandfather, uh, and, and my dad and, you know, working in the tobacco or working in the hay or uh, working in the garden, seeing those tractors, that was the most, most excitement I had. Uh, nobody likes to pick beans all day, but, you know, you go get to get the track, you get the tractor out and uh, you plow the garden or, or, you know, till the garden or uh, you set tobacco or, or work in the hay field. That was always fun. And that was the cool part uh, was getting to see the, the equipment do those tasks and do those jobs and um, being around that was just just excellent. So um, I, I grew up just loving it. Now, what you'll find, I think, at first during this podcast, we'll, we'll have people, I'm sure, more uh, local, hopefully, to Western North Carolina. Uh, you know, people that are local will listen to this. You'll know tractors around here. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Anybody kind of outside of our area get to listen to this, you know, we'll, we'll probably cut off at the 100, 120 horsepower range as far as just my knowledge and my personal experience. And I'm going to try to learn and, and, you know, we'll share tractor history beyond that. But, you know, some of the biggest tractors around were, uh, you know, some, some pretty good size internationals for people that kept, you know, silage and chopped silage every year and stuff. That was about the biggest range was maybe 100 to 120, 25 horsepower when I was growing up from what I remember, uh, people, you know, working in silage and stuff. Uh, you know, most people around the area, they had a little garden tractor, a 30 horsepower, 40 horsepower garden tractor. And then uh, for our family, you know, we'd have up in the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80 horsepower type tractors for all of our hay work. Um, so, 
at first, especially y'all that are from Western North Carolina, you're gonna you're gonna click with me and understand uh, kind of what I'm talking about. But when we get into the stuff, a little maybe somebody from Midwest listen to this, you know, they can maybe understand the the Fort Ain't in that their grandfather started with. But uh, you know, uh, maybe the other tractors aren't applicable for that situation, which is okay because, like I said. The Appalachian culture, the mountain culture, the southern culture uh, is very important to this podcast. So, uh, you know, maybe they can get some enjoyment out of it if they do listen. Anyway, um, my seeing those tractors out there in the garden and getting out in the hay field. And uh, like I said, even when I was a kid, when uh, the little bit work I, I got to do around tobacco, uh, we'd go set tobacco. And that was always really neat. You get to see that. Um, that in that environment really made me love tractors uh my my grandfather and his love he was uh my dad's or my dad's dad he was a a man that he didn't he didn't want for much but he loved his tractors uh we always joked about being tractor poor because he uh you know he he kept a lot of tractors around and he just enjoyed them and there was something about each tractor that he had uh that he he had fun with and that he enjoyed and so that instilled in me kind of a joy and i can see um you know from the tractor that we would work the tobacco with which we don't have anymore uh i have fond memories of that tractor when i was a kid getting to set tobacco with my grandmother uh, my grandfather had a 54 or had we still have the 54 800 ford um and and i wrote in that blog post about remembering probably my first tractor memory was my grandfather digging taters with uh with that ford 800 and and how that mean that memory means so much to me but that tractor even though my grandfather he's not here anymore with us he he passed away a couple years ago that tractor is still with us and we have that memory of him uh living in that tractor and that memory me being able to go back work in the garden uh is just tremendous or uh the tractor that we used to bale hay with you know we still have that tractor and that means a lot to us because that was uh the one my grandfather he had he had for many years using baling or hay so I hold on to these things in my heart and we have kind of a, a special connection to these things and just growing up around that. And, and, and also too the, the men of, of my dad's generation, my grandfather's generation, we don't see it so much now. And uh, people my age and I'm, I'm climbing on 30. Um, but you know, people my age and down, uh, cars like I see, I see teenagers now, 15, 16 years old. They don't even want to drive. Um, but you know, my, my dad's generation, my granddad's generation, my generation was always interested in driving and always so excited about that. And, uh, you know, cars and, and growing up talking about trucks and my family in the trucking industry, my every Saturday, every Saturday, every Saturday, um, my dad and my grandfather and my, my, uh, uncle, if they got around each other, they were talking trucking and they would talk about stories, driving trucks and stuff. So it just ingrained, just the automotive part, the agriculture part is just ingrained in the, in, in our culture and, and, and the way I was raised and certainly, um, in the Appalachian tradition and the Southern heritage, uh, we see just storytelling, uh, influenced by our cultural background. Storytelling is huge. And, and so telling stories about growing up and the way it was uh, farming. And for me, that's my story, is I remember uh, certain events of growing up farming and cert- growing up uh, in, in agriculture, those certain events stick out to me and specific tractors stick out to me. So when I got into uh, got into high school, I started getting interested in working on uh, stuff. I, I got into the, the mechanical aspect of it. And uh, my senior project for high school was restoring that 54 Ford 800 that I was talking about. And so 
my grandfather graciously let me when I was 16, 17 years old, restore that thing and, uh, took it apart. And, and I mean, just in very great detail, took it apart, made some huge mistakes, which we'll talk about, uh, made some huge mistakes restoring that tractor, but it's fine. Uh, my uncle and I were actually working on hopefully getting it running uh, again here pretty soon, but, uh, you know, it, it's in need of another restoration, but, uh, it's been, you know, over 10 years ago now, I was working on that and getting restoration going and, and, uh, we restored it and he got to see that tractor, uh, run and be, you know, have a fresh coat of paint on it and some new bolts. And, uh, he got to see that. And that's a blessing for me to get to go back in my memory bank and recall that time with my grandfather, uh, restoring that, you know, restoring that tractor together. And so that really ingrained in me a great desire to, to do tractor restoration. And so uh, I've got some ideas out there. We'll talk some more about that maybe in, in future episodes about that, those desires to restore tractors and um, kind of my plans for the future around that. But uh, ideas for the show, really, I want to talk about, um, you know, I want to talk about tractor history. I want to talk about restoration. I want to talk about, uh, you know, tips for restoration, maybe give some uh, pointers about, you know, where to find parts and, and you know, what places are good places to find parts for different types of tractors we'll bring people on that that maybe come from different backgrounds and and uh you know i, I predominantly was i guess for me I, I would call myself a ford tractor guy uh so that's what i i probably have my greatest knowledge of is ford tractors as far as the mechanical aspect working on them my familiarity uh is with them we own you know multiple different types of brands of tractors but ford is probably as far as vintage tractors, what I'm most familiar with. So, um, you know, maybe bring some people on that, that understand or know the history of different types of tractors and, and talk about that. So, uh, that's, that's kind of part of the idea and also preserving and sharing the Appalachian culture and the, the, the Southern culture, uh, and, and what it means to agriculture. And so I think that's, that's going to be neat and, and it's hard to explain in, in, whole it's very vague right now but uh, i've got specific ideas about that some of the things i want to talk about is just you know tractor history and what that meant in in appalachia what it meant in the southeast uh as far as you know the types of tractors people used and and just little tips and tricks and and uh things that i've seen maybe things people could share with me that they've seen uh, as far as farming in the mountains and the challenges that that brought on um uh, because you know mountains especially this part of Appalachia you know you had you had a lot of people that a lot of poor people and so uh, they 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 switched from you know mules and and horses to to tractors and that was a big shift and a big change um, and then you find too a story of my grandfather my great-grandfather he he still plowed with his mule even after he had a tractor because uh, he said that tractor mars the ground up it packs the ground down or it, it doesn't mar the ground, it packs the ground down. And, uh, you know, he chose to, to plow with a mule. So just little stories like that are really neat and uh, I think will be something cool to share if that's something you're interested in. Also, I'd want to talk about kind of like my tractor wish list, tractors that I really love and, and would love to own and maybe give some details about those. Um, I've got some ideas about uh, kind of the thoughts of what it means in this new century going forward to... Uh, for a new generation to farm and uh, with with how things have changed and how we've seen land sold off and and family farms have just been completely sold off and how it's been so commercialized uh, talk about that and uh, just kind of kind of share that I've got a really cool uh, interesting idea about um, 
kind of a trip through a international harvester dealership back in the day i didn't grow up in an international harvester family i have a huge appreciation for them and uh one of my favorite tractors is the uh the 86 series uh, international tractors from the 70s uh excellent tractors uh, love them but i'm not you know i'm, I'm learning about them uh, because it's not something i was raised around but i'm learning about them uh, but the idea that the international dealerships and kind of what they had back in the day uh, in the, and you could go in and buy a refrigerator, uh, a tractor, and a truck uh, all in the same dealership. So I kind of have a little idea for that. Uh, have an idea to talk about electric vehicles and heavy-duty electric vehicles and how that um, we will see that take root in the agriculture industry. So just different ideas and, uh, you know, want to talk about that. Uh, maybe share about a little bit about um, tractor events in the southeast, specifically uh, in the southeast and, and really more so, uh, you know, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, maybe even Virginia, some tractor shows, tractor events. If we don't start going to this stuff, if we don't, you know, if we don't get around these antique tractor events, um, you know, they're going to die out and, and we want to. And, and uh, I've had a couple on my list and my radar, so I'll share those with you um, on the podcast. So that's kind of what I got for today. I know that seems uh, maybe very vague, but my ultimate goal is just to tell tractor history stories, uh, share, you know, my personal interest around tractors, um, you know, talk about innovations in agriculture, kind of where we are today. And, uh, and hopefully try to preserve uh, some farming history and, and help us to, uh, you know, kind of learn about some stuff and, and just maybe even just reminisce. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe the, the whole point of this maybe is just to reminisce um, because when I get to talking about tractors, I get to get to thinking about my family. I get to thinking about family that's passed on, and, um, and I think it's important. Uh, tractors are a great thing for people to get into. Restoration is, uh, is fun. Um, it, I, I'm a car guy as well. I love cars. Uh, I, I love '60s uh, and early '70s muscle car, muscle cars. Um, I love old trucks. Um, we'll definitely talk about some old trucks, but they're very they they can be very expensive and they can be very complicated. Tractors, classic tractors, are simple. They're simple. Anybody can work on them. And um, you know, right now I just bought a Ford 8N about a month ago. Uh, 47 Ford 8N, always been a dream tractor of mine, and that thing is so simple, it, it'll blow your mind, and I can use it, I can restore it, and put a plow behind it, plow my garden, wash it, take it to a tractor show, like it, it, it it's not, it's just a unique, unique hobby to get into, so uh, I want to share some of those things, this is just an introduction, hopefully give you uh, an introduction to me, thank you for listening, I know it's all over the place, uh, like I said, I'm, uh, talking is something I'm used to doing, but this is a little different. Thank you for listening, and uh, keep an eye out for uh, future podcasts. I will share that on my, my personal Facebook page. Um, you can go out there and maybe find me on Facebook, and uh, I'll share that on my personal Facebook page. And if I get a good response, we may even see it grow into a uh, getting its own Facebook page. Thank you for your time, and keep an eye out for new episodes coming up.